Welcome to another episode of Hashtag My Investing Story. Hi, my name is Ann McNeil, and I am the master wealth builder helping to build stronger and better lives and businesses. And I'm very excited every single Wednesday to come on with Ioni McNeil to host this episode, this podcast, sharing investing stories from so many individuals, so many of our members and our guests. We are volunteers with the National Association of Investors Corporation, better known as Better Investing. Better Investing was formed in 1951 as a 501c3 nonprofit organization. And to this date, it has helped over 5 million individual investors learn how to become a better investor. And if you are interested in becoming a better investor, we encourage you to connect with Better Investing by going to betterinvesting.org and especially connect by getting the free membership on the front page. But we're excited tonight to talk with Ioni and our special guest. And Ioni, how are you this evening? I'm great, thank you. So our special guest uh, tonight is Charles Bright. And Charles, how are you, man? I'm doing excellent, doing excellent, wonderful. Excellent. So um, thank you so much for saying yes to uh, being a, a guest on the show. I reached out to uh, Anna McBain from the uh, Maryland chapter and said, hey, I need another guest. <laughs> uh, you know, the, the, the point of this podcast is to bring everyday people who are successful long-term investors um, to share their story and to just really make better investing uh, relatable and uh, to invite people into how easy it is to invest, to build wealth, and, um, and to really share the wealth with their family. So I, I wanna start you with, um, when did you first hear about Better Investing and how did you join and become a member? Um, Better Investing from um, a gentleman named Mr. Um, Daniel Garnett. Um, he, he was a mentor of mine and, um, um, when I was married before, his um, <clears throat> uh, my ex-wife's family knew him. So when we got married, he gave us a share of Diebold stock, right? So, you know, back in the day when it was NAIC, you had to have the little form in a, in, a, in a book, in a magazine, the little form, and you have a list of companies that you can got fractions of shares and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, the low-cost the low investment plan. Exactly, exactly. So that's how I really got introduced to it. And then he asked if I wanted to learn how to invest in the stock market. So I love numbers. So I say, sure, why not? I really didn't know what I was getting myself into, but um, I went along with it. And um, and it's been great. Um, when I got in the NAIC, I just read a lot of books, although it took you a long time to do a stock selection guide because you had to figure out all those calculations by yourself through, through a calculator and everything. But um, that's how I really got um, turned on to um, NAIC. And then when we started the investment club, um, Amita Watson, who's our um, president now, she um, was had some knowledge of an investment club and, and found out that I was trying to start one as well. So we got together, me, um, Amita, and um, Mr. Garnett, and formed our investment club. And that was my first, he said, this is your first project. So I was like, 
okay, so what is the definition of a stock? See, so I was that I was that green and that new, but I went. I, I said, okay, I trust this guy. Let me go ahead and, and try this. But he mentored us along the way, every step of the way. So I felt more comfortable um, in that. So that's how I would pretty much introduce to um, NAIC. Excellent. And how? Just to give people a, a, a time frame, how long ago was that? Was that? Uh, if you remember the exact date, that would be nice. Early 90s, late 90s, 80s. Um, 96, oh gosh, well, I want to say, I can't exactly remember, the, I want to say September um, um, 1996. That's when we really got, got formed as, as a group. So yeah, and you know, I'm still, still with the same investment club today. So um, yeah, yeah, and, and grew along the way and also was able to see uh, NAIC now better investing grow as well. So yeah, exactly. Okay, cool. I wanted to start there because you know when we you and I talked, we we talked a lot uh, about <laughs> how uh, you know your mentor ment mentored you, and then how you have a a, a group of people that you're mentoring. Um, but now I'm going to take you back even before then. Um, because you know, now that we know that you're a better investing member since '96, let's talk about um, how you were raised. Talking about money, not talking about money. What were some of the money principles or lessons you learned at home? Um, and and even before you joined Better Investing, who did you think was an investor? Because I think it's it's important to. Uh, kind of put into words or paint a picture about, you know, who we thought investors were. I know for me, it was uh, the middle-aged white man, slender bill that worked on Wall Street, you know, uh, before I, I found out about better investing. Okay. Um, <clears throat> wow. So we really didn't talk too much about money coming up. Although um, when we like, for example, um, back in the day, I was about eight or nine or whatever, trying trying to make money. So um, in our neighborhood, they just happened to be fixing transformers or um, telephone poles, right? And then they had the big batteries that was left over because they replaced those. But in those batteries was copper, right? So we opened up the, the, the batteries and we unwind the copper. And then we had to kind of... Um, mash it together and step on it so to have more weight. So when we take it to take it to um to get some money for to the scrapyard. Exactly, exactly. So that's how you know some of us in the neighborhood um started making a little money. And then later on, um um I got a paper route. My brother and I had a paper route. Um and that's really introduced me on really how money works um at, from that from that level. Um, one, you know, when you're serving papers, I mean, you don't deal with the money at that time. You just going around throwing papers all over the place, right? But then it comes a time when you have to collect, right? You got to collect for that, that that service. So some people will pay and some people wouldn't, right? So um, when they didn't, you know, I have to go get my dad and then, you know, all of a sudden they saw a pan. So, um, <laughs> but anyway. Your dad how, was the original muscle man? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, um, so yeah. So um, we was making money um, um, doing the um, 
paper route. But then my mom, someone had told my mom, this was in the 70s, someone had told my mom about saving bonds. So my mother told me and my brother, hey, look, you need to put some money that you make into saving bonds, and in five years, you double your money, right? So as kids, we said, okay, we can go ahead and do it. But then also as kids, five years was a long time to be a waiting. A very long time. Yeah, you know, we kept going back, getting a little bit of pieces of our money or whatever. So it never, it never really, you know, it never, excuse me, it never really doubled because, you know, we were just kids trying to do things, trying to spend money. So um, that's how I was introduced to like bond, bond and investing. Right at at a, at a young age, although I didn't keep the bond to maturity or what have you, but still the idea of how did my mom know about that in terms of investing? Um, um, that was um, that was a great lesson for me. Cool. So um, you graduate high school. Uh, tell us about if you went to college. If so, where? What you okay. major in, and then uh, you know your first job and stuff like that. Okay, so yeah, I went to high school in Northwestern. Actually, I played basketball with the the late great Lenny Bias, and um, and I went to college. I went to Howard Community College, um, playing basketball in Columbia, Maryland. Then I went to Indiana Institute of Technology to play basketball there. Um, and then my daughter was born, so I had to come back and get a real job. So <laughs> working at Xerox Corporation, that was my first job. Mm. Working at Xerox Corporation, I worked there for 20 years. But when I got started, they had a program that partnered with Amer American University. So I was a part of that program in my um, business administration, which is my major. So um, um, then, you know, I didn't work for Xerox anymore, so I had to foot the bill. So I transferred to Maryland, uh, University of Maryland, and um, finished my degree in business administration. And um, I love when we have people that uh, uh, get a business degree, either undergrad or grad, because uh, a lot of people that don't know investing, they may think that if I go get this degree from school, I will be better with money. And so talk to us about um, your perspective of money all throughout that time. And if you participated, like when you worked at Xerox, did you participate in um, the 401k plan that they offered? Did you even know that it exists? Uh, was there somebody there trying to nudge you to take advantage of it? Uh, when did you really start to learn about investing in stocks or investing in mutual funds or investing even for retirement? Um, I did in, in um, Xerox, they did um, show us, um, you know, about the 401k, but it always was the, the fault of the 401k is the income fund, which is um, no, it's not aggressive, it's safe, right? So that's the default fund in um, uh, 401ks. So or no one really came to say, okay, well, um, you can switch it around on your own and you can, you know, put it in a little bit more high risk thing. We didn't, we didn't know any of that. So we just kept it in the income fund. We just was happy that, okay, we were working with a company that had a 401k. And at that time, Xerox had a profit sharing program as well. So, um, yeah, but at that time I still didn't know about stock investing 
during that particular time period. Okay. And if you, if you don't mind sharing, um, did you learn about investing? Well, I probably shouldn't ask this question because you did say in 96, you know, when you joined NAIC, now known as Better Investing, you know, you really didn't know about investing, period. You know, the first question you had to do research is on was what is a stock, correct? Yes. What, 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 is, a, what is a stock? Um, and even with the definition, you still couldn't relate a company to the word stock, right? So I was good to give them the definition, but at that time, I, w- I couldn't connect something that I knew um, um, like a Johnson and Johnson or Clorox right. or something like that. I couldn't, I couldn't relate it to it. I was just more so defining the term and not really being able to connect it to the um, a a business per se. Exactly. Um, if you don't mind, do you mind sharing how old you were in '96 when you joined? Better oh, wow. investing. I'm around 90. I'm not 90. What am I talking about? I'm, <laughs> I was around 30 in my 30s, like um, mid 30s. Okay. Um, around that time. Okay, cool. I'm only just asking because, you know, a lot of people listening um, more often than not are, are going to say, oh, I started too late. Oh, I wish I had known it earlier. And so if we go back to 96, your mid thirties, you've probably already been working for 10, 15 years. Um, Mm -hmm. What was your mindset? You know, did you have to kind of come back? uh, Oh, I should have started earlier. Oh, I don't know what I'm doing. Oh, I should already know this. I have a business degree. What was kind of your mindset uh, at that time? and, And what kept you connected to learning, connected with better investing and learning about investing? Well, um, I wasn't afraid um, of learning. Um, I always like to learn something new. Um, and sometimes doing that, you have to kind of figure some things out on your own. Um, so when when I did that, um, I, I just thought that, okay, well, this is something new. I love math, so I love I automatically love the math part of it. Now, the analysis part is what really uh, slowed me down some, right? Because I, I wasn't really, you know, in school, you go through the um, the different concepts in, in a book in order to hand the information back to the teachers through, you know, through tests and all that stuff. Right, right, right. But now, now this is real life. So I'm like, okay, well, hold up. Um, I didn't really have that much money at the time, but any money that I put in there to me was like a lot of money, right? Because I now, now I have it at risk of exactly. something that I really didn't know anything about, right? So, um, so yeah, yeah, yeah. So once I um, started learning a little bit more about um, the concept, and um, I felt a little bit more comfortable with it. But like I say, when back then we were doing stock selection guys by those little forms. So we had to. It was so much math involved with uh, completing one stock selection guide. So it was like, oh man. So I've done all this math. Now you're asking me to analyze it. I'm like, oh goodness. <laughs> Right. I never gave up. I never gave up until today. I never gave up and I never will um, um, give up on 
um, learning more and more. Um, and um, uh, NAIC would now better invest and help, help us along the way. Um, Mr. Garnett was um, a great influence on helping because he had been in NAIC for a long time too. He had been investing well a long time before, you know, he and I met. And then Amita Watson, who's our president now, she helped us a lot too because she already had knowledge of an investment club and how it ran already. So that kind of helped us kind of get our, our, our feet wet, if you will, into trying to do some of the analysis and understanding the business part, not necessarily of the stock that you buy, but a business part of an investment club in itself. Right. So let's take a, a, a quick detour and actually talk about uh, the life of your main mentor and um, how he played a role and how that relationship was built. Uh, because I think, I mean, you're probably one of the first guests that I'm, I'm going on this route with, but I think for a lot of people to get started and to stay with it, depending on how you best learn, for some people, it's a partnership. It's either you join a club and you stick with the club or you have a mentor and that blossoms into a long lasting uh, relationship of, of teaching and learning and growing. So talk to us about kind of those first assignments that he gave you and how that relationship just developed over time. Um, he checked up on me every day. So um, he gave me little small things to do. And he would call maybe like before that week's out, how you doing? Let me see your draft. Because he always wanted to give him a final product. So he said, let me see your draft. Let me see where you are and stuff like that. So I was able to, uh, by doing that all the time, we, we just um, naturally um, develop a, 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 a friendship, uh, a, a true friendship. Um, uh, he taught me the ropes on, uh, when I went to, I think we moved to the name Radio One. So Radio One was uh, one of the um, uh, stocks that we had gotten um, into, and it's not necessarily to invest a lot of money in, but he got one share because you had to have be a shareholder in order to go to those annual meetings. So uh, he bought one share so that way he and I can go to the annual meeting. And, you know, he's always a timely person. So we up front, we sitting right up front. <laughs> so he wanted me to see exactly how a, a Black organization in business handle themselves at a high level, right? So um, he would give me little projects like that. Like I said, the first project was um, trying to get the investment club um, up and running. And then after that, he gave me another one, um, which um, Amita and Mamie, who's in our investment club, started another group. It was the LLC, just us three in it. And it's called Hybrid Global Resources. So now we invest in stocks that are a little bit more riskier than the stocks that's held in our regular investment club. Right. So there's more so like a hard commodity stocks, soft commodity stocks and innovation. Right. So that's the premise of the um, the whole club itself. So that was the second project. And then he also helped me out as I was in, in college and stuff like that on, you know, studying techniques, basically saying that, you know, believe in yourself. He gave me confidence, believe in yourself, uh, sit up and sit up, uh, be the first in class, sit up front ask questions. If you have a, um, 
if you have a project, see if the teacher will allow you to turn it in early to get feedback, and then you fix that, you should get an A when you turn in the final uh, product. Right, so he instilled a lot of those things into me. It was built built confidence in other areas as well. Man, that's amazing. I I, I wish I had somebody to tell me. Uh, well, my mother told me the first two, but that <laughs> third one of turning it early, get feedback, and then turn it on on time. Oh man, I think I I probably could have got some better grades. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, that that's a gem right there. Yeah. Um, talk talk to us a little bit about that first investment club that you're still a member of. Um, what's the name of the club? Uh, when did you found it? How many members are a part of it now? Um, oh wow, we started in um, if I can remember September uh, 1996. Um, like I say, Almeida Watson, who's now the president. Um, um, helped guide us because she had prior experience in being in the investment club. At that time, she wasn't the president, but now she is. But she gave us some guidance on that. Um, now we have, I think, about eight or nine uh, members um, throughout our tenure in the investment club. You know, you, you know, any investment club, sometimes you get a lot of people, then they fall off. You, you know, you get new people coming in, they might stick, somebody fall off or whatever. Right. So now um, I think we got eight or nine from that um, mistaken right now. And um, everyone's very focused. Everyone's very committed. Um, we've learned a lot of things in addition to just um, doing the stock selection guides and stuff like that. Now we, we're looking at um, the economic cycle. What happens in the, uh, the physical policy? Uh, fiscal policy and a monetary policy in uh, in our country and how those things affect the uh, economic cycle industries in you know stocks um, in your particular portfolio that that directly affects you right so those are some of the things that we kind of um, um, looking at now and everyone's grasped the concept um, she gives us homework and stuff so we're on different teams. So we'll we'll pair up uh, a few times prior to the next you know the next meeting and stuff. So yeah, yeah, everyone's everyone's committed. Everyone's there to help each other learn, and um, it's it's a wonderful thing. It is a wonderful thing. So that's interesting, and I, I'm glad I asked the question because I just realized that when you join NAIC now known as Better Investing, you actually joined in. You joined the organization, but also you joined an investment club. Yes. At the same time. Okay. Okay. That's yeah. that's all I, I like to 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 learn how people join. Sometimes people join as individual members, oh, sometimes wow. people join as members of an investment club. Yeah. And we definitely find that, you know, the longevity of uh, membership uh, it really holds when people are part of an investment club, uh, because sometimes uh, I think that there's an African proverb that says. You know, if you want to go far, go together. If you want to go fast, go alone. Uh, <laughs> so I think that's I think that's really cool. I think that's really cool. I'm that, sorry, say it again, please. I think that's really cool Hello? that you can you hear me? Hold on one second. Yes, I can hear you now. Okay. Uh, I think that's really cool that you you ended up um, joining an, an investment club. Um, 
at the same time that you joint better investing. So I, I definitely, I definitely understand that. Um, another question I had, because now that in 96, you're a member of better investing, you're part of an investment club. Um, how did learning how to invest start to impact your own personal finances? What did you start to notice and do differently in your own finances separate from you know your your monthly dues to be a part of the investment club well it helped me learn um, budgeting a lot um because i would have to allocate a certain amount of money in order to pay my bills i mean not the bill but in order to pay my dues i'm sorry in order to pay my due and my bills so um <laughs> so yeah it, it showed me how to do that and it also showed me by looking at financial statements of different companies how they manage their money as a business, right? So now I'm I'm not really thinking of myself almost as a individual, but now I am um, trusted with this money from God that now, now I have to do, make some business decisions and smart decisions in order to try to um, get some type of return on my money that's greater than the rate of inflation. I'm, I'm glad you said it like that. Do you feel like inflation was one of those terms and concepts you really learned and understood better when you became an investor? Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely then. Um, I know my parents um, made it through the depression. And, you know, at times when I'm speaking to my dad, I'll say, well, how could you have made it through that situation with a family and all that? How, how did you do it? You know, I'm asking him questions to gain wisdom from him in terms of, you know, finances and other stuff as well. So, um, yeah, yeah. So now that we're looking at this, um, reading some books on that topic um, in our investment club now, and, you know, we, we have assignments um, that um, we have to do in terms of, uh, I mean, the definition of inflation, come up with some uh, different articles and then um, give a little summation on what you think that means. And then we, we turn that in. That's the, at the next meeting that we're going to have. So I um, haven't seen, seen that. And also thinking in terms of when I was young, you could go to the store and get a penny candy and it was a penny. Right. So now some of those same penny candies are almost like a dollar sum. So so that's definitely inflation. And in addition to what's happening in the market and stuff now, um, how the um, the gas prices are going up, how food is going up, supply chain issues and all those things like attributed to inflation. So now it's like, wow, now you had to really invest um, even more smarter if you're trying to um get a rate higher than inflation you know hopefully it comes down when everything settles down and supply chain things get fixed and you know supply and demand things get a little bit back in, in balance again but um yeah that's how i really got um acclimated to inflation and the true impact um itself you know you know i you, you hit on some things and i think this is a perfect opportunity to uh, really break down what an investment club is and what it could do. I think, you know, uh, when you're used to being a BI member, you're used to investment clubs, we just say, hey, you're an investment club? Okay, 
But, you know, if you've ever visit, visited different investment clubs, you know that, you know, a, an investment club is made up of individual people. And yeah. the growth and the success of that investment club is going to be based on those individual people working together. And um, this is a quick plug that, it, you know, if, if you are not yet a Better Investing member or you are a new Better Investing member, please visit the uh, betterinvesting.org website and just type in model clubs. And right now with um, the virtual access that you have to visit so many different model investment clubs from all across the country online, uh, check out the uh, South Florida Chapter Model Investment Club, the Space Coast Model Investment Club. Georgia, I think, has two model investment clubs. Pittsburgh has two model investment clubs. Maryland has uh, a model investment club. DC Regional Chapter has like two model investment clubs. I mean, almost any day of the week, uh, St. Louis has a great model investment club. Uh, Rocky Mountain has a great model investment club. So if you want to find out more about what is an, um, an investment club and what they do, better investing um, through our local chapters, we host model investment club meetings, which are investment clubs that are open to the public to visit and kind of you know, you kind of sometimes wish, oh, if I could be a fly on the wall, you know, with, with that group or at that company or with that family, that's what a model investment club allows you to do. Really just visit how that investment clubs conducts their meeting, how much they put in monthly, how they evaluate their stocks, how they make their buying decisions, how they do their uh, quarterly updates on what's being held, you know, in their, um, in their club portfolio. So I just wanted, you know, to give that kind of plug to say, uh, if you are interested in learning more about an investment club, we have model investment clubs for you to, to visit at, at betterinvesting.org. So back, back to your, um, your investment club, Charles, talk to us about, um, kind of the breakdown of what you do in the club, because I think the one thing that separates some of the good investment clubs from the great investment clubs or the great investment clubs from the good investment clubs is their education, however they choose it to be. You know, you have some investment clubs that say, hey, you know, we don't know this information, so we're going to attend our chapters educational class as a club together to learn more. But then you have some, some investment clubs that set an educational plan to say, hey, you know, we're going to learn about this topic this month, this topic next month. And, you know, we pass the buck around so that everybody can have the opportunity to research and present. Talk to us about um, how your investment club works and how, you know, just by doing whatever you do, you all do together, you've been learning and growing in addition to pulling money together and, and investing together as a club? Um, wow, that's a good question. Um, we, uh, uh, we, we, well, back to what you said before, in terms of education, we do a little of both. Um, and when, when sessions were live, 
when we saw a good um, class at AAII or something like that, we would say, okay, well, we'll have our investment club meeting right after that um, that session. So we'll attend the session and then we have the investment club meeting right after that, right? So we would do it that way as well. But now, you know, since every, everything's um, not live anymore, so... Um, Amita always asks us uh, pretty much at the beginning of the year, what do you guys want to learn? Where, what, what areas are you struggling with, um, with the analysis, the um, um, portfolio management and things of that nature? So we give her a list and um, she would go through the list and then, you know, schedule it um, throughout the year. And uh, with that, you know, we, we break out in different teams. So you have a couple of people um, that's working on the same thing and you learn from each other um, during that time period. Um, that's education, but um, well, uh, we have a president, vice president, broker relations, we have a treasurer, we have, uh, wow, we have an investment committee um, and they do all different things like the um, broker relations which is me this time, because I've done, I held almost all, all the positions at different times in the club. So um, broker relations, basically, um, when when we at the end of the um, meeting decide what stocks that we want to purchase, then it's my job to go, um, once the money is into the account, to go ahead and put the trades on, right? Treasurer uh, deals with the books in terms of writing checks um, for, you know, if people are leaving the club and we give them stocks and there's a remaining cash balance um, that we have to uh, write them checks um, for and like any donations and stuff like that at the end of the year that we um, want to donate to a charitable organization, they take care of that part. But um, it's a little bit more than that when it comes to an audit. Because now um, <laughs> we're in order now. We just finished it up in order. So um, having to go through a lot of the transactions as it relates to our um, brokerage account versus the Bivio software that we have, make sure um, you know everything matches before we file our um, taxes. The investment committee. Um, what we do is uh, we try to. Um, we look at the, the portfolio and we kind of look at the um, cost basis, right? We try to even all the cost basis up. So we have a spreadsheet and all that. And anything, every, all the stocks are in the buy zone. We, we have just that listed. And then we also have the cost basis associated with that and the total return associated with that so that we can kind of balance it from a cost basis perspective. And sometimes we have a tie in a couple of companies, we'll look at the total return to see which one will have the best total return. Right, so we'll take that information and we look at the portfolio as to are we overweighted in this sector or versus another sector or whatever, and try to balance um, um, the portfolio um, from that perspective. And then we give a report to um, to the president, I mean, to the group, really. And then the vice president, she does a lot of education, uh, find out information about education, um, membership, they, we have a membership committee that um, um, we have an outstanding, I, 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 and I have to brag, we have, a, we, we have an outstanding new membership packet that, that they just developed. That is, 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 is awesome, it's awesome. So, um, and being able to um, mentor new members that come in. 
right? So we have um, two different tracks they can come in. One, if you're already um, experiencing better investing, you can go to this track. If not, you can go to another track that you might need a little bit more mentorship or what have you, right? So um, loving this, Charles, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm into it because this is my passion. No, right? I love. I love. It's beautiful. Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah. So that's those pretty much the um, the the positions in the organization. But you're right. It takes. Um, we are. Um, we have several stocks that we in our whole portfolio. We divide them by however many people in the club, and we have to monitor those stocks, right? As in value line reports come out, we have to update the, you know, give an update to what's going on with the stock or whatever, or whatever. you know, some major changes, whether the management um, changed or whether they had an acquisition or spinoff or whatever, right? So um, we, we look at those things and we give a report. It's like a one minute, one minute update on um, your particular stock that you're, um, you're monitoring. And then, you know, as new stocks come on, you know, that, that takes a little bit um, more because you have to get the full presentation um, to see, you know, if this stock fits our portfolio, the way the portfolio is designed right now. Um, you know, we have too many in one sector, we might sell off some profit or whatever um, to, lower, to lower that particular weighting in the, in the club so that way we might be able to get another company in that same sector um, that will, you know, uh, kind of equal the weighting out a little bit. So I, you know, this is, this is amazing. I just want to say, um, I think it's so cool, especially the way you broke down everything that a regular person can easily talk about unit cost, turtle return, uh, weighted average, because I think that in the world of investing, we put uh, people that either write books about finance and people we watch on CNBC and MSNBC on a pedestal to say, oh, those are the ones that really know about this. I can't learn it. Um, so let me go back to, you know, 96, 30 something, you know, just getting started. How long did it take you? Cause I want people to hear a realistic view on, um, how long it really takes to learn these concepts. Not that it has to take a long time, but sometimes you don't realize how much other money management stuff you don't know until you actually learned how to start investing you know, successfully. So kind of walk us through maybe like a year, three years, five years, you know, because you've been in this club for uh you know 15 18 years and you know we're seeing you now but you know back then you 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 was crawling before you started walking so absolutely 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 so um like I say it was a little longer for me when I got started because um you know I hate to keep going back to NIC but but when we had those forms that we needed to complete um, on the, the sales. Now we're using rulers, right? We're using rulers, calculators, and stuff like that to come up with just the the figures. We haven't done any analysis yet, right? We're just coming up with the, with the figures. And it took a longer time to do that because 
um, we didn't really have the tools that a better investment has now. So the people who are coming in now, you are very blessed because you didn't have to go through all that stuff that we went through back back in the day. So I think it took several years for me to get the concept, but then you you had to also remember uh, <clears throat> the, the time of the economy and stuff like that, right? So you may have a situation where the, um, Excuse me. Um, where you have a downturn in the market, like a severe downturn in the market. So, okay, so some of the things you learned initially, now you have to think of other things because now you're looking, you, you talking strategic um, moves at this point, right? Um, how you respond to it like a market downturn. So, in addition to this understanding the stock itself, when no situation happens, it's kind of like you have to learn something up, something else, while sometimes you feel in the pain of your money um, dropping, right? At the same time. So, um, yeah, I would say it would take a, a few years. So, well, I'm still learning. I'm still learning. It's a lifelong thing for me. You know, um, this is my passion. Um, luckily, God um, had Mr. Garnett to drop into my life at that point in time to actually change my life. Um, you know, in, in terms of looking at the the stocks and looking at financial literacy and taking it a little bit more um, serious and also not to forget, have a little fun with it, right? So it's not like a regular, it's not like a, just one more job you have to do. Have some fun with it because it, 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 it can be fun. So, you know, um, have fun with it um, if it's your passion. Um, yeah, so maybe a, a couple of years or so. Like I said, I'm still learning. Um, we learning the economic cycle and the fiscal and monetary policy and all that stuff and how the country, the country operates um, in different uh, phases of those um, things. So we, we will continue to learn and learn and learn. But um, I think it's a little easier. I wouldn't say easier. Uh, yeah, I would say a little easier for someone new now because Better Investment has the stock selection guide and all that stuff electronically now, right? Yeah. So I, I, I'm, yeah. With the math part in the calculator because all that stuff is calculated for you now. That's true. Well, you know, uh, my mom and I are going to be bringing back the 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 uh, colored pencil and paper. Uh, yeah, because you know uh, it is very similar to before there was online banking. You had to be in the habit of going to the bank, and your child watch you go to the bank. Mm -hmm. Your child used to watch you uh, write checks and you know pay bills and. Even though technology improves, improves and, and makes easier things, there's a lot of concept skills that used to be tactile that we no longer do. That's true. I do agree. And, and agree. so even being able to see a value line, highlight those 10 years of data for the different areas and either plot them on a piece of paper or even start a new SSG and type them in, I think that's like learning your multiplication tables before you learn how to use a calculator. That makes you just sense. become much better because the foundation is there. Um, and I do wanna say, I mean, I've added that, but you know, right after you were speaking, I, I wanted to make plain to people who are listening 
what I got from what you said that it took you a few years is a reminder and and some encouragement to be patient. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you know, right now, like I teach the beginner class for the South Florida chapter, and I think it's hard for some adults to learn investing because they're jumping all over the place. We're talking about what is a stock. We're talking about what is earnings per share. What is a PE ratio? And if you're still trying to figure out current market conditions and how that impacts this, the basics, ABCs, you know, you can, you can just kind of be spinning your wheels because it's not clicking. And from what you said, you know, you all started with what is inflation? What is interest? What is a stock? And now after 10 years, you're really starting to uh, incorporate market cycles, market conditions, economic trends, financial policy, you know, because to be trying to do all of that at one time as a beginner investor, it's overwhelming. Yeah, I wouldn't recommend that. It's overwhelming. Yeah. 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 No, I, I wouldn't recommend it either, but I do think that sometimes if you're an adult or depending on how you feel about money, you're not willing to slow down enough to get to the basics and make sure you have the basics right before you start, you know, trying to incorporate what you're hearing from the news cycle, which really, you know, can, can kind of overwhelm you if you don't really learn how to decipher uh, news from noise. Mm-hmm. You know, what should I be paying attention to? What can I ignore? What's temporary? What's probably permanent? Um, so yeah, I just wanted wanted to say that because I think that that was, you know, great to just remind and encourage people that, you know, when you really start learning how to be a successful long-term investor, it's going to take a while. So yeah, don't is. get frustrated. Don't <laughs> quit. You know, just be patient and stick with it. Um, one of the best ways to stick with it is with a, a productive investment club. Um, <laughs> another way, great way to stick with it is to join and become active in your local chapter and attend ev- educational events. Yeah. Because it's by continuing to attend those VI uh, educational events that you really can start to get the hang of it. Yeah, yeah. So it's like your fundamentals, like you said, um, getting to any sport or even riding a bike. You, you had to try the fundamentals first to know what to do and what not to do. And it's almost kind of like um, putting in the work now for your future self later, right? So, you know, if you see where you want to be at, uh, put in the work now so you position your future self to be there at what you envision. At, at that point in time, right? So, yeah, yeah, D- don't be afraid. You can make mistakes, I still make mistakes. So no one's perfect, have fun with it. Um, get your families involved, um, if you can. Um, now, you know, by, you know, doing this investment stuff, I try to think more generationally now versus just me and my portfolio, right? So now I'm looking generationally. Um, in terms of investing and yeah, yeah.
Yeah, let's talk about that now, because I definitely want to shift to um, what does that mean for you? Uh, what are you doing specifically? And I'll, I'll just start, you know, to lead by example. Uh, a few nights ago, I opened up a 529 plan for my niece. Mm -hmm. You know, after doing a few months of research and really getting an understanding, um, I chose the Florida uh, savings plan, which is you can, you know, put in whatever money you want and manage that money in the 529 versus mm -hmm. Florida offers what's called a prepaid plan, which uh -huh. is almost like insurance. You, you right. depend on the age of the child you know, you either pay monthly, yearly, or lump sum, mm -hmm. and that guarantees that, you know, that account will pay for a Florida public school, you know, college, uh, and you can, whatever. So, um, so to me, generational wealth is how can I use my knowledge of Roth IRA accounts, 529 plans, and as a family, let's strategically contribute to these things for everybody to grow it and kind of get the ball rolling on compound interest. Um, and then in addition to that, uh, getting BI memberships for people in our family so that it could at least start getting the magazine. What does uh, building generational wealth look for you and what are you doing specifically for your family in that regards? Well, um, I'm trying to educate them on the importance of um, investing in companies to try to hopefully double your money within uh, five years, right? And I try to compare that to having a passport savings or checking account, although they do have um, different roles, right? But if you um, look at something that will give you, say, five or 7%, down the line versus, and, and that's over over inflation, right? So versus a second or savings account, which is under inflation, that money is being eroded over for um, a, a long period of time, right? So um, I'm trying to get my, I got my grandson, since he want to be like Pop Pop so much, right? So um, <laughs> I'm getting him started um, in um, investing. He has a little, a little fake job, but we say, okay, you got your own business. So he'll come around here and do some stuff here and help out some of the people in the neighborhood to try to earn some money. And I always tell them that, you know, 50% um, is yours, 25% is in investing, and 25% goes into your business, right? So now you have a business, so you will have expenses and stuff, right? So... Now he's conditioned to do that. Every time he makes a little bit of money, I pop out, here's my soft stuff. Here's my... So he already knows how to, how, how to do that, right? And um, his sister, I'm trying to get her on uh, a little bit more. Um, and my daughter, I, I had her, oh, wow, she's 37 now. But back when she was in middle school, um, I used to take her to the, um, the better investment classes and stuff. All right, so now, now since she's working now, she has a, a 401k. Now it's like clicking to her now, like, oh man. Woo! Now, now I have to manage this money a little bit differently now because, you know, it's my money and um, I'm trying to do that. But I also got a little group that I just put together. Um, not necessarily my family, but some some friends or family members and stuff like that. And, right. um, 
I have a group of them. Um, and I think the youngest is in his 20s, and I'm the oldest, you know, I'm 50, 58. So who, who's the second oldest outside of you being a teacher? Who 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 else is the second oldest in, in your group? This is just to encourage some people that it's never too late. Oh, okay. The second oldest would be about 55, 56, would okay. be second oldest. So, you know, we have a group. It's not like an investment club, it's just a group right now. I train each one of them separately, individual at first. All of them have better investment um, membership. All of them are started doing the stock selection guide. So this, this year, I decided to bring them together as a group, as opposed to individually, right? So I can start giving them projects and they can work together, right? Um, and also, um, this one investment uh, group is a family. I forget the name of it. I, I apologize if you're listening. I forget the name of the family investment club, but it's not a club, it's a group. And they talk about wealth management stuff, we talk about credit, um, talking about, because uh, there's uh, a big age range in there, right? Um, we talk about credit. Uh, we talk about uh, Medicare sometimes. We might talk about cryptocurrency sometimes. We might talk about the stock market. We might talk about how to start your business, how to grow your business, and things of that nature. And I really love it because it's a family that's doing this. And I'm like, wow, I never really seen a family do this as much. And I, you know, I'm just honored that they have me in, you know, as a guest um, in in their um, family um, group. So I'm seeing, I'm starting to see more, more of the younger generations, more so for cryptocurrency now, because it's so fast, right? They want things fast, right? So um, we talk about that some, but you know, for the most part, um, if you wait and you be consistent, be disciplined, and follow the, the rules that um, that investing has, because it has a ton of support um, uh, for you that um, you, will, you will be successful. You, you will be successful and allow yourself to make mistakes and don't, don't get bogged down, right? Um, right. My boss, my best friend, um, Eric Byrne, he always tell me, I was working for him at the time, he said, don't get bogged down, you got to keep moving. You got to keep moving, whatever it is, just kind of get through it, work through it, but continue to keep moving, right? And one other thing he told me, I don't even know if he even remembered telling me this, but um, he said, um, put the necessary time and attention into whatever you're doing in order to get the job done, right? So try not to leave things undone and do them and do them well, consistently, right? So uh, I've just ingrained that in uh, pretty much a lot of everything that I do now. So, you know, getting those mentors coming at different age, at different ages was like, wow, you know, um, is this, and he's younger than me. So it's not like he's older, he's, he's, he has a lot of wisdom as well. So he passed that on to me. So yeah, don't be, don't be afraid to get into it. Just get started. That's my thing. Just get started. Yeah. Well, uh, and then when you go to those conferences that Better Investment has, um, I think they're going to start doing a live. Is the next one live? Um, the next yeah, the next one. The next one is uh, June twenty third to the twenty sixth in Dallas uh, at the Western Dallas. So uh, go to uh, betterinvesting.org. Uh, you'll see Bink Better Investing National Convention twenty twenty two again June twenty third to the twenty sixth. Yeah, and that is great. I mean, it's 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 just wonderful. 
you, you're there for almost a week. You're doing stuff. They have so many different classes that you can do from the beginners to the experienced to the more advanced. They have all types of classes in there. And any everyone, you don't even have to know them. They, you, they love to talk sauce, and that's their thing, right? Everybody's in the same place or stuff that they love, and they will talk to you and help you, give you guidance or whatever. So I really love this organization. I really do. Um, I like the way it has come and the way it's um, continuing to move forward. I love it. Yeah, thank you know, Charles, you, re you really brought it home um, because that's why we're really featuring better investing members to share the story of, you know, uh, them being a better investing member. Uh, again, I, my mom and I talk about this, you know, better to us, better investing was the best, one of the best kept secrets you know, we're everyday people, we're not famous, uh, we're, we're not rich, we may be wealthy, you know, you, you definitely have some million dollar clubs, you have people with million dollar portfolios, you wouldn't really know it, but they all started at the same place, they all started not knowing, they all made a decision to, to join Better Investing, or at least try it out, if you are not yet a Better Investing member, you can go to betterinvesting.org, scroll all the way down to the bottom and try our 90-day free trial. And then uh, some of the most successful Better Investor members are part of at least one investment club. Some, some of y'all are part of two, three investment clubs. Yep. You know, uh, and I, I don't know how y'all do it, but, <laughs> but you know, just kind of uh, being around uh, normal folks that are taking it slow and learning the concepts and encouraging others that's really the, the spirit of better investing. And that's what, what we want to share with other people. So uh, before we really wrap it up, I, um, and I want to say too, thanks so much for, now, are you a, a, a volunteer with the Maryland chapter? Hmm. Okay. So I wanted, to, I wanted to ask that question specifically because I think it's so cool that as a better investing member, even without being a Maryland chapter volunteer, you are volunteering. Like you said, mentioned, you know, you have a group of folks from 20 to 55, I'll call it 60, who, you know, reached out to you and said, hey, uh, I want to start learning how to invest. And you have them working individually and working together. And, you know, I just want to let people know that, you know, most Better Investing members are like Charles Bright. You know, they're either volunteers on record with the local chapter or on record nationally, or even if they're not, they are still giving of their knowledge because they have recognized how uh, beneficial Better Investing has been to them. And they're definitely um, trying to share that wealth uh, with others. So uh, with our last couple, uh, couple seconds, Charles, I just want to ask you, um, how has the knowledge you gained from Better Investing and being a, a, an investor for uh, almost 30 years now, how has that set you up for retirement? Uh, are you already retired? Are you planning to retire soon? Um, no, how already, comfort hopefully okay. to, hopefully to uh, retire soon. Okay. But, you know, that, and if that happens and when that happens, it'll just free me up to do more uh, better investment stuff. So you um, still living my passion, right? So um, yeah, I think if you be disciplined, um, be consistent, um, have patience, uh, and understand, you know, 
you're not always going to make a 15%, right? Um, be humble. If not, the market will humble you. Um, so, but don't be afraid. Read. I've read, since I've been investing, I've read so many books. And um, now uh, I want to try to read at least 10 before the year is over with. And they have this uh, thing, it's called the five hour rule that a lot of the uh, top executives um, normally use. It's basically every hour of your five day work week, playing an hour side just to um, develop yourself in something that you want to develop yourself in to get six, uh, in order to grow. So at the end of the year, if you do that consistently, your growth will be um, uh, phenomenal. You know, so um, I'm trying to um, to get that um, started pretty soon. But I want to give a shout out to my wife, Ardell Bright. I know she's upstairs listening. So <laughs> <laughs> I know she's upstairs listening. Thank you, thank you, Miss 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 Bright. Thank you. That's what's up. Hey, man. You know, I had Hold on, I had Anna Mc McBain give a quick shout out to her uh oh, thank you yeah, yeah anna thank you for hooking this up for me yeah man a anna is the uh, president of the uh, maryland chapter of better investing so thank you thank you charles it's, it was such a pleasure hearing your story sharing all the knowledge um sharing your journey and especially highlighting your investment club what's the name of name of that first investment club again Pinnacle group investments Cool. Okay. Silver Spring, okay, cool, cool, cool. Are y'all looking for new members? Yes. Okay, there it is. There it is. <laughs> All right, Miss Ann, you, you got it. Yeah, I just wanted to say thank you so very much. This has been so inspiring, uh, especially the part about the uh, the colored pencils. So we, we had a chance to reminisce and go all the way back, all the way back to, uh, well, we, 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 we won't, we won't talk about that, Charles. So anyway, <laughs> back in the day, as the young people call it. So we want to just remind everybody, please remember to go onto the Better Investing website and register. If you are not a member, Better Investing has a 90-day free membership. And we want to also remind you to please comment, like, and share this show. And we will see all of you next week, same place, same time. And remember, you have been listening to the hashtag my investing story and so ioni if either one of you have any closing comments otherwise we can go ahead and wrap up i'm good thank you so much again charles you have something thank you no just this uh again uh, i kept it uh, reiterating that don't don't be afraid try to get your kids involved um they even have books for younger kids like um like storybooks and stuff like that that talks about finance Right. So one thing in terms of if you want to leave them something, leave them some knowledge to be able to continue that generational wealth as you go forward. So that way they can keep, keep the ball rolling. So that's it. Excellent. Thanks so much, Charles. It's been a pleasure having you on. Thank you. All so right. Much. All right. Thank you, everybody. Have a good evening. All right. Good night.